Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, folks? We got three hours to spend together, you and I. I'm thankful to have it. I'm blessed to have you as a part of my audience. This is the Jason Martin Show. This is Fox Sports Radio. We are coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. They're brought to you, as always, by Geico, how about you spend a quarter of an hour, 15 minutes, and you could save yourself 15% or more on car insurance? Why wouldn't you? Maybe that's how I should have asked the question. Visit Geico.com. Get yourself a free rate quote. Jason Martin Show off and running. I'm Jay Martin. I'm on Twitter at Jmart Radio. The telephone number is 877-996-6369. That spells out 877-99 on Fox. The crew is Eric Roberts, Chris Perfett, and Brian Finley. You will hear plenty from them over the course of the next three hours. So this is just one of those days, right? Like you're looking around and you're trying to just figure out where we are. And I've always had kind of a mission statement or a mantra for what I do in terms of what I feel like I can offer to you as an audience. And it's two, well, it used to just be one sentence, and now it has kind of a secondary clause to it. And it is, I'm not going to waste your time. And now it is, I'm not going to insult your intelligence. And by that, I mean, I'm not just going to gloss over things that are actually on my brain that are happening in the real world simply to move to X sports topic or Y sports topic or Z sports topic. I actually got a haircut yesterday wearing a mask. They couldn't touch my face. This was nuts. My wife and I actually ate dinner at a restaurant on Friday night. 
probably 25% capacity allowed in there. And we still felt weird about it all. Everything is just upside down. It's one of the things I said to you right at the beginning of all this. I said, whoever it is that you trust, it's time to figure those answers out. Who do you go to for your news? Who do you go to for your sports? Who do you rely upon? Who do you feel like has your back, so to speak? Those are the people that you're going to have to ride or die with because there's going to be so much information coming at you from all sides that it's going to challenge everything that you've ever believed. And when you think about everything that's happening in the world, we still don't know a whole heck of a lot. I'm definitely more by the day going from being in the middle to let's get the country moving again. But even so, I'm still taking precautions and listening when people have things to say and listening to guidelines and listening to reopening plans. My church has a seven-step reopening plan depending on local officials and number of people that can gather We've got somebody in Oregon saying a church couldn't meet. I think the governor of Oregon saying churches probably aren't going to be able to meet for the next 12 to 18 months. we got all sorts of stuff out there, all sorts of hoops that everyone has to navigate their way through in order to get back to anything resembling normalcy. Getting a haircut, wearing a mask where they can't touch your face, but they can touch your head, and they have to actually take the mask off my ear in order to get the sides, seems preposterous to me. Being cited for sleeping in a park in New York City, but it's okay to meditate in said park, seems preposterous to me. But not being able to play badminton doubles, but play badminton singles sounds preposterous to me. And these are just what they're talking to individual citizens about. What they're telling people they can and can't do right now. This isn't even looking at the larger context of giant corporations and how they're having to go about their business. And when I talk about corporations, here we go. It's Fox Sports Radio. So let's talk about sports and what it's going to look like or what we think it might look like the nfl three hours a couple of nights ago laying out its schedule business as usual at least for right now we have no idea what's going to happen if numbers start going up and people panic again and we end up rolling back in everybody's houses and they forget about the fact that the vast 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 Majority of the problems are coming in nursing homes and climate-controlled indoor environments. But I was reading Ramona Shelburne's piece over at ESPN from a couple of days ago, which largely focused on Michelle Roberts, the executive director of the NBA Players Association. And this idea that was floated, this isn't the current idea, but the idea of a strict bubble is how it's phrased by Ramona Shelburne. She writes a strict bubble where players are separated from their families and only go to and from practices and games to a hotel might seem attractive initially, but to enforce it, everyone inside would likely have to submit to some level of surveillance and to Roberts, a former public defender and trial lawyer that was problematic from the jump. Are we going to arm guards around the hotel? Roberts wondered 
That sounds like incarceration to me. This piece is fascinating because it describes just how difficult it's going to be to get back to anything like we're used to. And at times it reads like we're never going to get back to what we were used to in terms of large crowds and things like that, which I find that crazy. But there's a lot of things that you could have told me three months ago were were going to happen that I would tell you were crazy about that have already happened. And some things I would have just said, please just knock off the conspiracy theories about what's going to happen and then all of the things happening. But there is... There's a problem when it comes to just the workouts. The bullet points that Shelburne lists here. Players will have to show up dressed for their workouts because they won't be allowed to use locker rooms. They won't be allowed to shower afterward either. Each player will have his own basketball and be told to keep it for the duration of these individual workouts. Only four player development coaches will be allowed in the facility at a time and they'll have to stay 12 feet away and wear masks and gloves. There will be temperature checks for everyone and additional cardiac screenings when appropriate, but teams have been advised not to use test kits until they are more widely available to the general population. There's a portion of this where Michelle Roberts discusses that they have to take politics into consideration because with the power of the NBA, they could get as many kits as they want to test the entire league, but the optics would be terrible considering a lot of the public, especially the asymptomatic public, that has no access to tests. So even with protocols in place and even with the possibility to pretty much test the entire league, they're not going to do it because of optics. And they're probably not wrong at this point. But you've also got multiple players. They're listed in this piece as Western Conference starter, Western Conference player, Western Conference GM, things of that nature. Western Conference starter says, I think a lot of guys feel it's not safe when you have to jump through so many hoops to get a socially distanced workout in without being able to use the shower or the whirlpools or the sauna. And there are some that are saying, I'll just work out in my old high school gym in the city that I live in, as opposed to going there where I'm limited to an hour at a time and all this other stuff. And then you've got Folks like Luka Doncic, foreign-born players that, for instance, for Doncic, he flew home to Slovenia right after the shutdown. And if he comes back to the U.S., then he has to quarantine. Quote, even players who flew out of state during the shutdown will have to make their way back and then quarantine. Unquote. And then, and this was weird, one agent says that it's going to take somewhere around two to three weeks just to get guys back into town because it took two or three weeks to unwind after they shut down. Quote, and they're not going to start flying back until they hear the league is starting up again. Unquote. Are we going to have basketball? I know we're getting to this date in June where everything's going to be discussed. The more I hear, even though so much of the evidence seems to be going in the opposite direction of getting more cautious at this point. I'm just sitting here wondering, how is basketball going to come back? 
under all of this. And then Bob Myers of the of the Warriors, who's in this piece as well, the GM, he said that the playoffs, the whole situation with Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and everything that went down, feels like four years ago. And that actually did stop me for a second. And, and this is kind of where I've been over the last few weeks. And I couldn't really put a label on it, but this kind of contextualizes it for me. It feels like we have not had a real sporting event in decades. It's like time has stood still. It hasn't been that long, but it feels like forever. And one of the reasons why, I think, is because we live in a instant society. We live in a society where you can cook a meal in a minute in the microwave. We live in a society where you don't ever have to watch a commercial if you're willing to pay the premium costs for whatever the streaming service is to avoid ads. I'm not even talking about cable because you don't even technically have to have cable anymore in order to have so much to watch that you could never possibly get through it all, even if you didn't have a job. Everything is at your fingertips. Everything. So we aren't used to having to wait. I think I bridged the gap where there was a time where I did have to wait. Where the Simpsons came on at 5 and 5.30 in the afternoon on weekdays. And I had to wait for that because there was no DVDs yet. They didn't release the seasons on VHS. There was no streaming service. So from 5 to 6, I had to set my VCR to tape them. And most of the time, I had to try to be there because I didn't want to record those things with commercials in them. That's a thing that it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it actually has. But we actually had to wait for stuff. And people today don't. And even and by people today, I include us. Because, yeah, there was a time when we could have endured this, I think, a little bit differently. Like, yeah, we were uniquely positioned to be able to handle this because we had all this potential entertainment escape still at our fingertips, even though we weren't going to have a bunch of new stuff. Mainly, we were going to have stuff that was already in the can. A few things like the Parks and Rec special to try and raise money from last week. And I'm going to do a debate for you later in the show between the office and Parks and Rec and explain to you why Parks and Rec is the better television program. So stick around for that. And maybe have to debate somebody in the process. But we're just not used to waiting. Even though we have all this stuff, it feels like forever. And if you take any option away from someone that's had seemingly unlimited options for such a long period of time, it feels so much tougher. So Bob Meyer's saying feels like four years ago. It does, doesn't it? I mean, that was the last playoffs. I talked about it on this very show when I told you during that series or during that entire postseason that Kawhi Leonard was the best player in the NBA. And they end up winning the championship. He was a Raptor. That was a thing that happened just a year ago. Does it feel like it happened a year ago? When sports shut down, it feels like every week that passes is more like three months. Like we're so removed from all this. So next week, we get a NASCAR race without fans. 
We've got the baseball plans. We're going to talk about those after the break. And I'm going to give you a, a take on baseball and not even really discussing what they are going to do in too many specifics because it's out there for you to read. But why I don't know if it's going to be the best thing for baseball. I know I hear all these people say, I just want to see someone hit a ball or throw a ball or catch a ball or throw a ball through a hoop or whatever else. I'll watch anything at this point. I don't know that you will. This is the same thing I said about football, about spring football. I told you that one of the biggest problems and the biggest fallacy, the biggest problem being an argument, the biggest fallacious argument in all of sports is that we needed more football. We don't. We think we do, but we actually don't want more football. We're always left feeling like we want more, but if it were a 20-week NFL season, okay, we can talk about it, but not anything else. And I think maybe another argument is I'll watch anything right now because you might once or twice. But I'll explain to you when we come back exactly why. I don't believe you when you tell me that you're going to sit down and watch all this baseball if it comes back within the next 30 days, within the next 60 days. I don't believe you. And I'll explain that when we come back. 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. Off and running. Glad to have you with us. Jason Martin Show live from Nashville and from the crew out in L.A. here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Jason Martin Show, Fox Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter at jmartradio. Although we're apart these days, we are sharing more. Geico doing the same. They're sharing more with the Geico Giveback. It's a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. I said I wasn't going to get into too many of the specifics here, but I'll read a little bit of this from Jeff Passan. Major League Baseball expects to offer a return-to-play proposal to the MLB Players Association within a week, as teams have begun to encourage players to pre- prepare for a spring training that could begin in mid-June and a season that could start in early July. Although a significant number of hurdles remain, and some industry leaders believe June and July re- return dates are overly optimistic, ownership's approval of a plan and dialogue about specifics with the union would mark two vital steps toward baseball's return. So, if it comes back, okay, and it looks like it probably they're going to try here. It's going to take time, and it looks like it could be July, and it's not going to be with fans in seats. And a number of weeks ago, I said, I understand why baseball in particular is trying to get back, because look, NFL is going to be all right. People are coming back to the NFL. But if baseball disappears, how many people are really going to miss it? Yeah, some of the people in the big markets. And I'm not like looking down upon you if you're a giant baseball fan. I wish I still had passion for the game the way that I did when I was a kid. But I don't feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm becoming more the rule, not the aberration to it. So baseball not losing a season and maybe even being able to capture the eyeballs of a sports-starved public looked like, okay, that's a that's a positive. That makes sense. That's what I would try to do if I were baseball. And then I've kind of sat back and I've watched during the pandemic how ESPN and Fox and everyone has tried to fill programming holes and you just realize what's missing. And then I've watched... I watched a little bit, at least, of Empty Arena Pro Wrestling. And even though it was my business for a long time that I worked in for almost a decade and have been a fan of basically my whole life and have written about for over two decades, I'm not even watching it anymore because it's just, it needs fans. I'll watch Money in the Bank tonight. I'll watch the the pay-per-view event, but I, I can't get down with these weekly shows. Just can't do it. So what I told you I was going to explain, that I said right before the break, was I don't believe you that you're going to sit down and watch all this stuff because you're so starved for sports. And here's my rationale behind that. One, unless you're a gigantic baseball fan, you're going to realize real quick when these games start 
that it's still baseball. Two. It's baseball. And in 2020, unless you're a gigantic baseball fan, how do I say this politely? I believe in tact, but quite frankly, unless you're a gigantic baseball fan, you probably think it's dull as a doornail. You probably think it's paint drying, unless it's the postseason. It doesn't necessarily get you on the edge of your seat. If it did, you would be a bigger baseball fan than you are. And the reason that I know many of you are not is because I know what happens to radio ratings when you get deep into baseball. Now, there are exceptions, but the vast majority of places in this country, when you start talking about baseball, the numbers drop off a cliff. The one thing that gets you through 162 games where you sit down and every once in a while you catch one I mean, I'm a Braves fan. I mean, I've been a Braves fan longer than I've been a fan of any other sports team in any other sporting league or association of my entire life. I grew up scoring games with my dad. He was an umpire. And we scored Braves games, watching them on TBS. First real vacation outside of Myrtle Beach that I took was with my mom and dad to Atlanta. And on that trip, we saw the Cubs and the Braves. And Andre Dawson hit a foul ball that... Nearly ended my life. I loved baseball. I played baseball. But in 2020, how much is baseball moving the needle? I can answer you, not very much. Now, take away the fans. Number three. The one thing that gets you through All of the summer games is the excitement that can come from watching the Yankees or watching the Red Sox or watching the Cubs or the Cardinals or the Dodgers or one of those those ballparks, one of those yards where it's packed and people are going crazy. That's the one thing. Because it's a pretty quiet sport otherwise. Matter of fact, not a pretty quiet sport. It's a very quiet sport. But you don't really know it because the sport is covered up by the banter in the crowd, by the constant murmur in the crowd, the cheers, the boos, those things. Take those away, and what you're left with is hollow sports And not just hollow sports, but a hollowness in a sport that's already declining at a precipitous rate. You may be sporting starved. You may just, you would crawl over broken glass to watch a basketball game right now. You just want to watch something. So I believe that when baseball comes back, you'll be glued to the set for the first couple games. But I'll bet you by the third week... If there's anything else for you to do, you're not going to be watching it. And we're not talking about a full season here. They come back in July. I've seen 80 to 100 games, and even that seems kind of nuts. 
And then I don't know what's going to happen with college football. That's something we'll address later in the show. We know what the NFL is planning and what I assume is going to happen as it relates to professional football. I think the same thing about baseball in an empty stadium that I do about spring football, XFL, things of that ilk. It's the kind of thing that you get excited about and then you actually sit down and do it and it's... Right. And I'd say you probably have a better chance of watching more XFL just because you like football more than you like baseball at this point. There are a lot of things that we build up and we're like, oh man, I'm super excited next year. Like you get to, all right, so you watch the NBA playoffs, okay? A lot of basketball fans. Like I'm a hoop head. A lot of you might be. But if you think of a large part of the public, they'll watch the playoffs and they'll watch the finals, right? They're watching the last dance and they're remembering everything. And they watched Kawhi's run and they watched Durant last year and they watched Steph and they watched all of that. Lillard and his antics, his craziness. And they got excited. And then at the end, they're just like, man, I can't wait for next season. I'm going to be there on opening night and I'm going to watch games every single day. It's the exact same thing as when you get on a bad sleep schedule or a bad diet and you say, tomorrow, I got this. Because you did it once. You're just like, okay, that's a new that's a new thing. It takes a while for something to become a habit. I think it's around 30 days. I could have that number wrong, but at one point somebody told me it takes 30 days for something to become a habit. I just don't sense people watching a pretty dull sport, a pretty quiet sport with no fans and finding that entertaining enough to really craft their life around, schedule their life around, alter their schedule to see. Will people watch a little bit more of it? Yes. But here's the other thing. How is baseball going to look? Is this going to reflect the sport in a proper way? In a way where it looks good? Not that it's bad, but is this going to be its best foot forward? Is this going to be baseball wearing a tuxedo? Or is this just going to make people realize the inherent flaws and the issues surrounding the sport. Because the fans can cover up a myriad of sins. They can fill in the gaps. Nothing worse in radio than dead air. How much dead air are you going to get in baseball? If you watched UFC last night, you, you heard trash talking. I thought that might happen in the NBA as well. That you get like, you know, pickup game kind of stuff. White man can't jump kind of stuff. And that that might be fun. Baseball, I just don't see it. Matter of fact, I have a thought. If the NBA wants to come back and do this to where they can find a way to create fans. I know they won't do this. But I do have a thought on that and I'll get to it. Let's go to Brian Finley now. 
and find out what's happening. Is anything happening, B, outside of UFC 249 right now? Not a whole lot. Yeah. Although we do have some Korean baseball going on, KBO play going on right now on ESPN2. So we do have that going on, and it is without fans, as you mentioned, Jason. Uh-huh. And here's the thing. The, the numbers haven't been great. I know you've heard about the ratings for that in I think it was somewhere around 100,000 ESPN was was racking in because of the overnight play of KBO. But it is not Major League Baseball. But Who's I see, your team, B? I'm a San Diego Padres fan. No, 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 no. Who's your, who's your KOB team? Oh, who's your KBO team? Uh... The, the Dinos or the Dinos or whatever you call them. The NC Dinos. The, I was thinking about the SK Wyverns or the Doosan Bears okay. or the Kawoom Heroes or the, it says KIA, and I don't know if that means Kia or not, but Kia Tigers, okay. yeah, it's the Kia, LG it's Twins. Is it Kia? Yeah, like the like the car company. All, all, yeah, uh, these these many of these teams are owned by companies. Sponsors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they're yeah. owned it's, by the companies. Yeah. They're owned by Kia, yeah. Okay, got you. I might go with the SK Wyverns, but yeah. All right, so you can give me you can give us a play by play if you want on that game, B. I mean, if that's if that's what you need to do. Well, I was wondering maybe we could trade playing cards from this league. You know, you know, you and I, we you know get together and I'll show you the cards I have, and then we'll just you know like old times, like you know back when we were there young you and we we're all about the the, the baseball training Absolutely. cards. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. Well, we did have UFC 249, and that was a high-profile card on Saturday. Justin Gaethje tearing apart Tony Ferguson by TKO to run away with the lightweight interim belt. Immediately after the fight, a a salty Ferguson refusing to hug Gaethje, and then Tony changed his mind. Henry Cejudo ravaging Dominic Cruz via TKO to rack up the bantamweight belt. Cejudo announcing his retirement after the match, and Cruz during one post-fight show, insisted the referee Keith Peterson, quote, smelled like alcohol and cigarettes, and mm. quoted. Cruz went on to say he was hoping to replace the ref when he got into the octagon. Of course, he says this after losing, right, Jason? I don't think he would have revealed this if he actually won the fight. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'd find something interesting. Yeah. Francis Ngannou clowning Jairzinho Rosenstroik by KO in all of 20 seconds. And Ngannou said of his opponent afterwards, quote, I knew that he didn't know what he was doing. He's not ready, end quote. How would you like Mm. to hear that after getting beat in 20 seconds? Anthony, Yeah, I know, right? Anthony Pettis, unanimous decision over Donald Cerrone. And that was in the welterweight division. It's not team sports, Jason, but it's something. And I can't tell you how great it is to be able to bring back some of those adjectives and some of those action (laughs) verbs and use them to describe actual action. So I'll send it back to you, Jason. So you you, you said you're a Padres fan, B. Do you know what I'm saying? I just don't buy that a bunch of people are going to watch empty stadium baseball regularly. I just don't because I think it's going to be so boring and people aren't even prepared for how dull it's actually going to be. Here's what's the, here's what I think, Jason. If you are like UFC and even basketball and you can pick up a lot of the noise from the yeah. players and the coaches, that might be something that would be intriguing for baseball. I don't know how much of a power they have to make that happen because the, the playing field is so spread out and how they can – Capture exactly. Noise. But if they can do that, it might help their cause in that department. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 
I don't begrudge them. I yeah. just I have my doubts that it's going to work out all that well. Welcome back. Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Jason Martin Show. I'm Jay Mart on Twitter at jmartradio. You can find me there. Crew is Brian Finley. You just heard from him. He's in the update studio. Also, Eric Roberts and Chris Perfett. E and C, if you are near the microphones, do you agree with me partially, completely, totally disagree with me? I just feel like baseball in an empty stadium is unwatchably dull after I've gotten my fill of it, which will probably take less than one game. I mean, you're, I think, as always, your mileage may vary. For me, baseball's always been something I put back on a TV in the background. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like my grandfather. I operate with background noise. Yeah, me too. I am not someone who uh, sits down and just watches something passively. It, it's what keeps me. It, what gets me in trouble with my Netflix list all the time because it's like I'm always starting and stopping something. I can't really start stop baseball, but I like having it back on the background. And hey, if like a, if a home run happens, then that's great. I'm not, but I'm not. I'm not consuming baseball actively like that. I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time I did was when the Tigers were good. But, I mean, I, I, I also don't care that it is, that that's the status. If that's the status, then that's cool. Like, it's it's kind of one of those sounds of having something on during the summertime. I don't think about it too much. It's just something – it's something that's there. So, if it's, if it's going to be an empty stadium, I think I'm going to be fine with that because at the same time, like, I've turned on plenty of games – with the at home that for the Miami, sounded silent, or I mean, in Tampa the case Bay of in Tampa, Miami. I was thinking Miami, Marlins, Miami but worse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for me personally, I mean, personally, I'm gonna consume it like crazy. I'm a big baseball guy. Like I watch plenty of non not even Dodger games from start to finish that aren't have no relation to my division or standings or whatever. Because I really enjoy baseball. Um, but I think yeah, like you said, it'll probably have its you know the. The Lord, when it does come back, because of it's the first going to, it looks like it might be the first back, depending on, you know, the NFL or the NBA or the NHL get back into their regular season. Um, But I don't know, MLB, I feel like they're, they're, they're in a hole in a lot of instances because it's become like kind of low hanging fruit to kind of bash it with it being boring. And um, there will be some obvious holes you can poke in the presentation of it with, you know, no fans in the building. It'll be a a lot quieter, a lot, you know, the, I don't know, but there is also an appealing factor to the MLB. That's this, there's a lot more sounds. Like I love the the snap of a ball into a, a catcher's glove. Mm-hmm. You know, coming off the bat. There's so there could be a lot more other things that could be highlighted with the silence of of, of an empty stadium. But I know it won't be a lot of people's cup of tea because of it will seem slower without the fan reaction. But there was probably gonna be tons of baseball nerds out there like me myself, and you know that will just. We'll eat it up just because of just the focus on just the play in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, I get that. And I, like I said, if you're a hardcore fan, I'm not really including you in this. If you're a hardcore fan, you're going to do your best, yeah. at least for a time. I mean, like, I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. If it comes back, I'm going to yeah. try, that's but thing, lot, I already know I'm probably going to yeah. fail A lot of quick. people will try because it's going to be the only thing on for, you know, however amount of time before something else comes back. And I think people will try, but then I think people will almost be forced to focus on stuff on the stuff that stands out to them and that's the lack of fans and then I think it'll be hard for them to get away from it just because it's so foreign to them. I don't yeah. think in our industry it'll generate much talk but granted we weren't really talking much about the day-to-day occurrences of baseball Very true. 
during during the seasons when there were fans in the stands. At least anyway. not when at least not shows that actually wanted to rate. Not we're not, not talking were, a lot of baseball. Unless it was a local show in those yes. markets where those teams like a Boston, a New York, a or Los like five seventy, yeah. yeah, like five seventy AM LA Sports. I get that. You know, like there yeah, there are national. some places. Yeah. No, no, not on a national basis at all. But you did get me thinking about something else. I don't know that I've discussed on FSR my red versus blue theory about television, not about Halo, not about Rooster Teeth, but about television and about how we consume entertainment. But what Chris was talking about just a second ago about things in the background, we'll talk about that when we come back about what you use in the background of your life, what entertainment that you just have on, that's your go-to stuff. And we'll see where that carries us. And I want to do that Parks and Rec office stuff. We'll probably do that next hour. Stick with us. 877 on Fox. Jason Martin Show, Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Final segment, first hour, Jason Martin Show. I am Jason Martin. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. The studio's here. Crew out in L.A. Get your free credit scorecard today, and you can do it even if you're not a Discover customer. Include your FICO credit score. Checking that scorecard's not going to hurt your credit, not one bit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. I'm on Twitter at jmartradio. You can find me there. And hit me up. Some of you are already doing that today. Appreciate that. 
So, like I said, I wasn't sure if I'd ever talked about this before. We've done these recommendations from the bunker to end these hours uh, throughout the pandemic. Things that you can stream, things that, that I feel like are, are worthy of your time. And I'll have a, an author maybe you should check out uh, that I'll talk about before the end of the program. But when Chris was talking about, when Chris Perfett was talking about before the break, baseball being on the background during the summer, that got me thinking about one of the first pop culture takes that I ever really developed or tried to formulate, and that was the theory of red versus blue. And briefly, that is, there are two types of entertainment. There's red entertainment and blue entertainment. I'm not saying socialist and Democrat here, or Republican and Democrat. I'm saying red, to me that denotes a stop sign, red light, caution. And blue is kind of a cooler color, maybe more comfortable. And where I am on it is, there are some shows that you don't want on in the background because you have to pay attention to them or they can affect your mood. You've got to be in the right frame of mind. You've got to sit down. You've got to devote stuff. You've got to put your devices down or it's just hard content tough to watch documentaries or obviously high drama stuff like you're not gonna have the wire on in the background probably you're not gonna have something like westworld on in the background probably maybe maybe you might but i wouldn't and then there's blue stuff there's blue shows or blue movies or blue documentaries entertainment you can consume at all times Entertainment that maybe you've seen 50 times. In my case, there's sitcoms that I just watch over and over and have my entire life, dating back to watching them in syndication or watching them originally on the networks in the 80s and 90s. Right now, my wife and I are working through Wings for like the umpteenth thousandth time for me. She's never really watched the series, so you know I'm kind of taking her through it right now. The NBC comedy. And I know these things by heart because I've had them on in the background while I'm cleaning my house or while I'm, you know making a meal or just doing homework back in the day or whatever it was, I know those episodes like the back of my hand. Pretty much the entire series, all eight seasons. So it's one of those shows for me. A lot of them are comedies, but I think some of the lighter 30 for 30 fare can be on that list. Maybe even something like a 20-minute John Oliver thing that you've seen a million times. That's on my list. Parks and Rec. Maybe The Office is there for you. Seinfeld. Things like that. So there's a difference here. And right now, I don't think that we're in a spot where, I mean, I think you can, you, there's time for both. But the question I have for you right now is what's your comfort food? What's that blue thing? What's that blue show, that blue entertainment you can have on in the background while you're doing whatever else it is that you're doing right now and otherwise? What's your comfort food? You can tweet me at Jmart Radio. You can let me know. What is that stuff that you can just always watch that never gets old? That always makes you feel good, no matter what mood you're in, you're always in the mood for that. And we'll talk to the crew about that as well. Plus, I want to do this Parks, Parks and Rec versus The Office uh, argument in the next hour as well. Plus, the Patriots. I have some thoughts on Belichick in prime time coming up next on Fox. Second hour of the program, Jason Martin Show, back with you here on Fox Sports Radio, wherever you are. We appreciate you during this time and all times being with us here on FSR. My name is Jason Martin. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. You can find me on Twitter at jmartradio. 
the crew, Chris Perfett, Eric Roberts, Brian Finley. We will jump back in, talk to them here in a little bit. We are live in the Fox Sports Radio studios. They are brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I want to talk about the Patriots. And I want to talk about what I mentioned there at the end of the first hour, which is what's your comfort food? What's the thing you can go back to over and over again, no matter how many times you've seen it and you can have it on in the background of your life. And it's always going to make you feel, if not good, it's never going to affect your mood negatively. And a couple of tweets that came in during the break, Seinfeld King of Queens was mentioned, which interestingly that show never really did it for me, just, even though I didn't have anything against anybody on it. Everybody Loves Raymond, which was the lead-in for it for a long, long time, is on my list. Near the top of it, as a matter of fact, through the years I've watched, I would say a handful of those episodes, 20, 30 of those episodes I've had on a loop many times in the past. Maybe not everything, but a lot of things, to say the least. Chris, what is it you watch? Like what? What you so you talked about baseball, and you kind of got me thinking on this. I haven't talked about mm-hmm. this in a long time. So, what is it that you have on when you're not when you don't necessarily have to pay attention, but you could maybe even recite it or recite pieces of it from wherever you happen to be in the house at the time? Funny enough, I was just about to try to get this tweet sent out, and I was trying to think. Most of it tends to be older movies, um, mm-hmm. uh, because again, I had an insomnia bout in my twenties, so I was up all night. And I remember watching a lot of like Law and Order SVU, but that's not something oh, yeah. I would go back and like really watch in the background, really, just because it's such a jarring show sometimes. Uh, I did have a DVD of Master and Commander that I really okay. uh, would always throw in the background. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas is another mm. movie. Um, because I am an anime guy, I have some anime stuff that comes up. Go like a couple movies like Ghost in the Shell. Um, I have an old box set of Outlaw Star, and that's probably the one that I like throwing on in the background the most is uh, mm. Outlaw Star, which we used to be on like American channels for a while, and it's just it's just a light enough show that I can just throw it on there. I don't mind the English language dub at all, so it makes for good background noise. Weirdly enough, I wouldn't say SVU, but the regular, the original Law and Order was on my list. Yeah, I had I, many I, original tapes of that from the A&E rebroadcast mainly, and I love Jerry Orbach, and um, I was a real big fan of that series, especially for the first handful of years. So there was like a few of those tapes that I knew every episode before it was coming on. I knew exactly what was going to happen in it, and uh, it, not all of them, but uh-huh. there were probably a good 50 episodes that I watched over and over again at times would even just put on that tape and it would be like an eight hour SLP or EP tape and I could go to sleep and wake up and it would still be on, which is something I always enjoy. Yeah, I, I always just was more attracted to the SVU cast, which I found was just a lot more like I just love the cast they had for SVU. All those actors I still think are pretty great. Uh, I Now that I'm thinking about it, House was always on there as well. Yeah, okay. That's uh, that's again, one of those things was always on late night. And I think I have like a, a season or two of House that uh, kind of kind of the earlier ones where it was a little more formulaic, so it's easy to kind of keep those on in the background. Eric, I know you're not watching nature documentaries in the background. <laughs> no, no, like, not you in have the background. To watch, no. You have to watch those. Yeah, those ones you kind of want to pay attention because you don't want to miss the pictures, right? Those that's what you're watching nature documentaries for. But um, <laughs> um, Will Ferrell's kind of my go-to. I mean, I right. anything he touches, I'm I'm finding funny. Like even I'm most recently 
you know, he randomly popped up on a Zoom call to Seahawks. Like, if he's on the content, I'm probably going to watch it and enjoy it. So, Will Ferrell movies, you got, like, the classic Step Brothers. If that's on, it's more than likely going to be. I'll pr- probably go and find it on DVD or somewhere so I don't have to watch it censored on TV. Yeah. Um, so, anything Will Ferrell, but uh, Family Guy, you know, those little clusters of, you know, animation type shows where it's, like, either a Bob's Burger or a Family sure. Guy or Futurama. Kind of senseless, you know, little quirky humor cartoon stuff so family guy mainly just because it's always on whether it's tbs fox or somewhere late where you could get like a cluster of four or five episodes somewhere um family guy south park seen them enough where i could jump in in an episode and probably go word for word no matter where we're at in an episode depending on what it is yeah and i mean that that to me is kind of i mean that that's that's the ultimate and yeah the simpsons was that for yeah, me yeah that was my simpsons was my growing up but now or the simpsons was mine growing up but now it's you know it's not as available as family right. guy and so much now outside of just whenever it's the new episodes on fox well i um, mean disney plus now yeah well actually and i most recently i kind of i knew it was there but i actually recently just kind of started diving through the old tree houses of horrors oh yeah um, so yeah i've, I've kind of working my way back into the Simpsons realm and remembering and just realizing how much of my humor, my oh, day-to-day yes. humor, I'm like, no wonder the way I am <laughs> watching this growing up for pretty much my entire life. My wife is discovering how many of my quotes come from like yeah. Simpsons seasons same. four through eight. Yeah, my, the my stuff when Conan my O'Brien fiance, was writing. Yeah, my fiance is the same kind of way. She didn't really watch it growing up and she's watching me and I'm quoting things and she's like, oh, you make this makes a lot more sense now who you are. <laughs> I'm also going to throw Venture Brothers in there. I think, oh, yeah. I, I, think yeah, I had talked sure. to you before that I, I like Venture Brothers, and I think that mm-hmm. was on your radar as well. Yeah, I, I some of the old Adult Swim stuff, like I, I've kind of moved on from most of that other than, I mean, I don't know that Rick and Morty really even is a, Adult I Swim. Wa- it, I, I watch it. It's got its own kind of cult. Oh, swim, I love but, it. You no, know, I, it's, it's fine. I, I like it just fine. I just find Venture Brothers just a lot more charming, I guess. It's a different, yes. It's a... The early it's, episodes it's so of Venture Brothers in particular yeah, was so hilarious ref- to me. It's so referential, just kind of older cartoons we used to watch growing up. You know, the Johnny Quest comparisons are always there, but there's just so many other things it just taps into. So I actually tended to like C Lab, yeah, as well early on. Um, and then if you're watching Rick and Morty, since we're just kind of off the path a little bit here, but hopefully in an entertaining way, Solar <laughs> Opposites hit Hulu. And do you know of that, Eric? I actually just got a uh, message from my fiance sent to me yesterday with a, a commercial for it, and yeah, it looks pretty similar, kind of same, uh, uh, you know, yeah. off, just kind of off the beam path, just randomness. So it's it's on my to do list, that's for sure. Just yeah. just on my radar, less than twenty four hours ago from my fiance. Well, there you go. I figured you, if you hadn't heard, if you had not heard about it, then you probably needed to. Even if you just look at the animation, you'd know exactly where it's coming from. If I squinted enough, it would probably just kind of pass for Rick and Morty, you know, if not listening to it. Yeah, it'd just be a completely different episode. B, are you near a microphone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what what do you have on in the background? So you guys are talking about stuff like... Aqua Teen Hunger Force or whatnot. Oh yeah, sure. Aqua Teen's great. And, and, and I was actually going to mention that, so that's a good one. So that's a good one. I actually am a little bit on top of that. I I like a lot of World War II stuff, so I'm a, a history hmm. buff. And is it weird if I have like Saving Private Ryan on on the background all the time? Or <laughs> it's a little bit dark, <laughs> B. Like I was gonna. If it, I mean, I have a lot of movies on the background too. My list is like Fletch, um, Office Space. Back to the Future, 
uh, The Dark Knight I can watch pretty much any time. The Big Short somehow was on that list for me. There's a lot of that stuff, but uh, Saving Private Ryan. That is a go-to, Jason. Anything World War II, yeah. I I just finally saw it in 1917. Yeah, it's excellent. It really is. The cinematography is unbelievable. You'll like this. I've been doing a lot in the background, and I actually finally watched it without doing like five things at once. Waco, I finished that. Oh yeah, the uh, yeah actually earlier today, as in Saturday, mm-hmm. and it was fantastic. And I just thought that the way they portrayed the the main character, he made Koresh. him yeah, he made him look like he was too nice of a guy. But yeah, well, I mean that series was very clearly trying to get across that. The reason that tragedy occurred was because of the federal government, not what was going on inside the compound itself, that it was an overreach that led to a, you know, led to a gunfight and everything else. I was thinking about Waco in the terms of, I think that's the first major event outside of the Challenger disaster and the San Francisco earthquake in 89 that I really remember on like a national I was old enough to watch that entire thing take place like I remember Waco and then I think a year after Waco right around there was OJ and those were all there and then of course Oklahoma City bombing in 95 with Timothy McVeigh those are those are things I remember I didn't pay as close of attention to OKC but I watched so much of that coverage of the Waco stuff and it led me to pretty much a lifelong pursuit of just studying and reading about cults and organizations like that and but but Waco is a really good series like Michael Shannon and uh Taylor Kitsch who of course you know is Tim Riggins from Friday Night Lights that that show is about two years old and it was on television but then it dropped on Netflix a couple weeks ago and people act like it's never existed before because Netflix can make anything seem new which I think is is pretty cool but yeah okay so Saving Private Ryan in the background. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's is that a little odd. I, I don't know. Maybe I should get checked, checked a, a psychological help for that. But usually, I mean, I, a World War II battle scene in the background will do do the night right. Wow. I mean, I just listed Master and Commander to lead off, so I don't yeah. think I have much room to talk. Oh my I, <laughs> I'm just thinking of many other Tom. I didn't Hanks have many films. DVDs. Well, I mean that's all right. The Matrix would be on my list near the top of that list as well well actually i i I used to have a lot of the old like western movies especially like i love the italian stuff sergio leone like fistful of dollars good the bad and the ugly those would be in my regular rotation as well Hmm. i think i think world war ii is fine though if you you get to memorize beat by beat just kind of all becomes any look anything that you've memorized you can probably pull off yeah like you can probably put into the list i'm just thinking should you have watched something that way enough to have been able to memorize Saving Private Ryan? Well, it's that or the Lego movie. <laughs> so, oh man, those are two. I went to the theater. Not the same genre. I went to the theater and I saw the Lego movie. I go on Netflix and they've got stuff with Legos. It's a great way to relive my childhood. Which it, it, now, in a Lego summer's... World War II movie would be right up your alley. There <laughs> you go. Gosh, man, you talk about a birthday present. Oh, oh a man gosh. of my heart. <laughs> Did you have you seen Lego Batman, Brian? You know, I saw a little bit of it, but I'd have to watch it again. I kind of put it on to. and I didn't even watch it. You know, it's one of those background things. It's. 
Yeah, they need to get yeah, on that. Yeah, you need to watch it. It's very, very good. Good message in it as well. Harry Potter series on the list for me and my wife as well. We have no shame in our Harry Potter mega fandom. So there's, look, your list might be different. People are now sending me tweets about Saving Private Ryan <laughs> and what that means about Brian Finley. And all, all I know is it means that he's in an L.A. studio and I'm in Nashville, and that's uh. cool. <laughs> I'm good with that. And a couple of other people put in Seinfeld. Uh, someone has put Archer on the list so the animation keeps rolling in eric i know you're a big animation guy before we get to break bob's burgers is something i've tried to sit mm-hmm. down and watch and i've only made it through like 10 episodes and then i bail but i have heard from a lot of people that i respect that that show is yeah, really it's, good it's it's pretty good it's hit and miss it's kind of the same thing uh, my fiance hates it she, it's it's one of the it's one of the things when it's con she's pulls ripcord if i'm not in the room i step away she pulls it right she's changed the channel mm. I, I kind of it gets it gives me a King of the Hill feel you know sure. I was I was more of a Simpsons guy but I would watch King of the Hill because it was either on before or after kind of same way I watch Bob's Burgers because it's either on just before or just after a Family Guy or like an American Dad I don't hate it I know people that just can't get behind it just because it's a little different a little drier you know the characters are a little less you know off the wall a little more reserved and that's kind of the humor around it. Um, but I don't hate it, but I know plenty of people who just don't vibe with it, and I can see Futurama? why. What about Futurama? I loved Futurama growing up, um, okay. and that was yeah, that was right there with me with uh, with the Simpsons kind of in that cluster growing up. So I watched plenty of Fry and all that, you know, intergalactic travel stuff. Yeah, I I figured you did, and I I concur with you on that. Well, I, I don't mind it being dry if it's good. I I just got to put it out here again. What we do in the shadows, which is about midway through its second season right now, I, I waxed poetic and gave it, I think, is my first ever recommendation from the bunker. I was talking about Taika Waititi and Thor Ragnarok and everything he's been associated with. What we do in the shadows, this FX series, that if you have Hulu, you can watch it, but I think you can actually just watch it on demand through FX's portals or whatever if you have cable. Please watch this show. This show is so original and funny. In, in the way in which it approaches its comedy. It's so absurd in so many ways, but it all works. My wife and I just get so much joy out of that 22 minutes every week watching what we do in the shadows, which is basically a mockumentary with a camera crew inside a house of vampires in Staten Island that are just living right now, like trying to figure out how to exist in actual society. It is... It's darn funny, folks. I just, I don't have anything else to say. Nandor might be my favorite character in all of TV right now. Like, it's, it's on the list. I don't know that I would put it on the background because I actually want to sit down and watch it, but it's, it's so good. And I, I just wanted to go ahead and give you that one more time. Brian Finley just tweeted out about Lego World War II. If that happens, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't think there are any Lego World War II play sets, and that's nope. a positive. I just Absolutely don't think... <laughs> I think G.I. Joe's about as close as we can get there, but Lego World War II, he says, oh man, we're going to go to break on this line. We could do defend your tweet, and just, I could go find tweets of all you guys, and then have you try to defend them, and they could be all out of context. Anthony Jeselnik used to do that on Comedy Central on his on his television show. But Brian Finley tweeted out six seconds ago, Lego World War II would be like my wedding day. That's what we're doing on this show, folks. We'll be right back. It's the Jason Martin Show on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Good Sunday to you. Jason Martin Show, Fox Sports Radio. I am Jason Martin, the aforementioned. I'm on Twitter at jmartradio. If you want your FICO credit scorecard, here's how you do it. Free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, that's where you go. Discover.com slash credit scorecard. It does come with that FICO credit score. Checking that scorecard is not going to hurt your credit a bit. Again, here's your website to do it. Discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. So, <clears throat> we talked about comfort food and found out that for some reason Brian Finley watches Saving Private Ryan at all hours, at all times, because it's just a feel-good kind of non-dramatic, he can have it on in the background of his life kind of thing, which is intriguing, to say the least. And then he has downfall on here, which when we get to when we get to the update, I'll ask him about downfall. And he has a Lego movie. It's amazing. Lego movie and Saving Private Ryan are like the alt-right and socialist in terms of how far away they are on the spectrum. But looking at sports and looking at entertainment and how people have been trying to handle this pandemic. Last week, Parks and Rec tried to raise money for uh, Feeding America. 
And so they did this reunion special where it was 30 minutes. It was basically an episode, but it was all them through Grizzle, which was the app from the show, which is similar, I guess, to what Zoom is now. And it was pretty much the entire cast, everybody that mattered, everybody but Paul Schneider, who left very early and, you know, would be replaced pretty quickly with Adam Scott and Rob Lowe. So they're all doing this. And I watched it. We didn't get to watch it live, but we watched it last night, my wife and I. And I have really high standards for Parks and Rec. And so I was a little let down by this, but I think it was about as good as you could have done under the circumstances. They're all in different locations. So it basically is a bunch of Zoom calls turned into an episode with a script. It just seemed a little forced and it was trying to get information out and stuff like that. And I guess just because I wanted it to be more than it could be. I was a little disappointed, but I appreciated the effort. But it did get me back to thinking that I want to discuss, and I was going to do this last week and we didn't get to it, why it is that Parks and Rec is superior to The Office, in my opinion. One, the biggest reason is because it didn't run too long, whereas The Office did. But I would say the the other key reason is because what Michael Schur and his crew and his cast did relatively early on is create redeeming characters that you liked and rooted for and actually allowed them to succeed. And the office pretty much never did that. Now, in the end, it was about Michael Scott. And Michael Scott was a character that grew and redeemed and was the heart and soul. And the reason why The Office ran too long is because it ran after Carell left. As great as the finale of the show was. And and as much as I enjoyed James Spader, as a matter of fact, his performance. They never let people be happy. And I think there were two causes for that. One... They kept trying to write stuff and keep things interesting about these characters, but the key is they had to keep filling 24 episodes a season. And it kept getting renewed. And it kept on rolling. Shows that have 24 episodes are destined to have filler episodes. The best comedies, the ones that endure have filler episodes that don't really get you anywhere in terms of the story that you might care about, but they're interesting on their own. And The Office was good at filler episodes. But I have long thought that one thing, if I just had the, had the time and the inclination, if I could go through all of these shows and tell you what's essential to understanding the actual story of said show. Like, I can get rid of all the stuff that you really don't need to see unless you're a completionist. That there will be people that would actually be willing to pay me for that information. Like, if you look at How I Met Your Mother, a third of each season, if not a half of each season, could be deposited in the wastebasket. Not because they weren't entertaining, but they weren't essential. But when you continue to get long seasons you're going to have a lot of filler material. But back to the happiness angle. The office never let its characters be happy, with the exception of Michael Scott, when he finally got what he wanted, which was respect from people that he worked with 
And most importantly, he found Holly. And the way he left and the way he proposed and the stuff that he was doing right before he left, that was some of the best stuff the show did, especially once it had kind of peaked in season four. But you think about, for example, Jim and Pam. Jim and Pam became insufferably annoying late in the series. They even had that, like, bogus near affair thing where for whatever reason Pam was interested in the boom mic guy and Jim was obnoxious and they had Aaron and Andy which could have just been a very easy fun couple to put together but they ruined it they made you kind of hate both characters by the end the office was very good at doing that now it was a show that was based and a lot of times relied on being awkward in almost a curb your enthusiasm kind of way. So maybe it wouldn't have made too much sense. But the reason why I think Parks and Rec is the better show is one, I think Sure learned some lessons that he took with him from the office to Parks and Rec that he would also take from Parks and Rec to Brooklyn Nine-Nine and to The Good Place and to the other things he's been associated with since. But the main reason is because Parks and Recreation took its characters and let them be happy and then wrote around the happiness. When you take Chris Pratt's character, Andy Dwyer, and in the first season, he is just almost, he's just awful. You hate everything about him. And they flipped that around and made him one of the most endearing characters on TV. And when he and April got together, they just let him be happy. They let them get married, and they had their dog, and they just came to work and did their jobs, cared about each other, loved each other, were clearly right for one another, and they wrote funny things around that without letting them sit there and bicker with one another. Same thing was true with Leslie and Ben. Anybody on that show, they just made all of these people likable. They made them rootable. They made them people that you could identify with and not feel just constantly cringing every time you saw them. And then there were some outlandish characters, and it was just flat funny. And I felt like it was more consistent, especially down towards the end. Even though I would say The Office started better, Parks and Rec, once they made the casting switch and they really started to let Nick Offerman and Aziz Ansari and some of those guys really just off the hook and and being more outlandish versions, it just worked better. So you can think about this. The list of your favorite shows, whatever that is, I would say that many of those shows, you're going to look back at and you're going to see qualities in the characters where they did not ruin them. And usually ruination comes when something's run too long and you're out of ideas. And some shows they take you to space when you run out of ideas. Other times they have kids. Other times they get divorces. It's it's just when the natural progression has run out, but the series still has to chug along. Which gets me to, and how about this for a segue? The natural course, the natural series that just keeps on running in the NFL is the New England Patriots. And they have, I think it's five primetime games this year. 
they do not have Tom Brady. The schedule was released a couple of days ago. It's not like this was something that couldn't have been changed. And I've heard actually a couple of different people in national sports question this and talk about how boring the Patriots are without Tom Brady. But let me explain to you why it is that this is happening. I've talked about how we will always be there generally to watch and hope for a redemption. We'll be there for your redemption if we feel like it's genuine. And it does sometimes depend on what you do. I don't know that O.J. Simpson is somebody that you're going to sit there and hope for a redemption story for. Not that you hope the worst things in the world happen to him, but I'm never going to mention his Twitter feed on this show, for example. But Tiger Woods, we got behind that redemption story. His transgressions, what he had to do to come back, and just what he meant to us as sporting fans. We all got behind Tiger Woods. We're always there for that redemption story. But from a more negative context, we're also all there to see the mighty fall. We are there to see that slingshot take down Goliath. And what we have not seen is Goliath fall. Yeah, the Patriots lost to the Titans in the wildcard round of the playoffs this past year. Just a few months ago. Feels like ages ago. But we haven't seen Bill Belichick just come crashing down. And I think even without Tom Brady on the field, for a short time, there's going to be a rubberneck effect similar to what happens when you see a 10-car pileup on the interstate and everybody slows down to see it. And it may not come, but the interest is in whether or not it will. Just like the most interesting team in the league this year is going to be Tampa Bay probably by a very wide margin. But the Patriots are intriguing, not because of anything other than we have not seen Belichick have to fight through this kind of futility. We haven't seen him have to fight through a team that on paper just doesn't look very good. This is when you get to see how smart Bill Belichick is or isn't. And that's going to confirm to you whether or not he is underrated, overrated, or exactly where he should be. And that classification is probably going to come down to how you felt about him before you watched this. I'm not saying you're going to watch this for a long time, but for a season, there is going to be a level of satisfaction from people that have waited for this moment to finally watch Goliath become more than just mortal. So yeah, it sounds a little macabre to say that we're always there for the fall, but we are. There is. That's why we watch stuff like Dateline. When it's, you know, this murder that happened to this husband. Oh, it turns out to be the wife. Again. It's why we watch this stuff. Well, you're kind of drawn to it. So that's why the Patriots thing is happening. It's why they're in prime time. Yeah, Brady is prime time. I get it. But Belichick 
having to fight for his existence with Jared Stidham at quarterback. For sports fans, either it's going to be remarkable to show how brilliant Bill Belichick is, or it's going to be pie-in-the-face material for everybody that has despised them for so long. And this plays into the last dance for me as well, which is maybe something we'll talk about in the third hour of the show, which is another one of these talks about the fall from grace and uh, that we watch for a fall. But think about it from that perspective. Don't think about how entertaining the Patriots' games on the field are going to be. This is That's checkers. This is chess. This is three-dimensional, maybe even four-dimensional chess. This is all about how does this mastermind navigate these waters. And either way it goes, it's going to be riveting. And it will rate well at least the first couple. Maybe not all of them. If it's a total disaster, we'll get our fill and move on. But people are looking forward to watching what they think is going to be the Patriots fall on their face. At least that's my opinion. Let's go to Brian Finley out in L.A. and get his opinion on Saving Private Lego Movie. Well, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, it'd be something. I also like Downfall. Did you see that movie, Jason? I did not. Tell me what Downfall is. So Somehow it, I can't remember this. So it's in German, and it's basically documenting the final weeks of World War II from the bunker in, in Berlin and, okay. and seeing how everything just completely falls apart. And I thought that's the, your background material. I, I like to see the misery of what happens there. Good you know, Lord. as as the Americans and our friends from the East take over and, and win. Yeah, I, I do. I do enjoy You know, that. guys, listening audience, I now know why Finley breaks out the adjectives that he does. Oh. <laughs> because this is his mindset. When his background material, when his comfort food <laughs> is saving Private Ryan and downfall, all of a sudden disemboweling and other things like that make a lot more sense. Body bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know... Why not get a little bit creative and, yeah, maybe I do draw some inspiration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And, you know, it's fun to use with UFC because we had UFC 249 on Saturday and it had a, a nice card in Jacksonville. Justin Gaethje impales and insults Tony Ferguson. By Can we get a bell on this <laughs> every time we hear some kind of macabre adjective or macabre descriptor? From Brian Finley, just dang, there it is. There we go. There we go. And so by TKO en route to winning the lightweight interim belt, Gaethje improves to 22-2. and two. Henry Cejudo ripping Dominic Cruz to pieces via TKO to rack up the <laughs> bantamweight belt. Cejudo announcing his retirement after the match, saying, quote, triple C's out. You guys don't have to hear my bleep no more, end quote. He also said this gives him more time for procreation. He wants to start a family and he's 33 years old and, and why not francis Ngannou emasculates his opponent knocking him out in all of 20 seconds it goes down as the 10th fastest fight in ufc heavyweight history it's also the fourth straight fight and ganu has ko'd his opponent in the fourth round anthony pettis devours his man and Donald Cerrone in the welterweight division. Pettis took a kick to the head with ease and fought on unfazed. 
Back to Jason Martin. At least I think that was four bells. We started it late. May have only been three. Unbelievable. <laughs> Welcome back. Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I'll give you an author maybe you should check out that you haven't heard of when we come back that I heard about from Chris Pratt in a video he put on Facebook. Again, we're all giving you recommendations out there, so I'll give you something maybe you can sink your teeth into. You know what? I think Brian Finley might actually really like this author too, so we'll do that. A recommendation from the bunker coming up next on the Jason Martin Show here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back little breeders for you finishing up this hour of the program we still got one more to go though stick around welcome back fox sports radio studios brought to you by geico it's the jason martin show i am j martin i'm on twitter at j radio so i'm going to give you another recommendation from the bunker this is a different one though this is not one you can look at on a screen well i guess you could on a tablet but this is one that I think will be very much up the alley of Brian Finley based on what he enjoys watching in his World War II side, especially. And, you know, 
I read a variety of stuff, a lot of nonfiction and just even stuff like a lot of times Harry Potter and Percy Jackson and Michael Vay and things like that. Just whatever hits my fancy. But Chris Pratt put out a video and I didn't realize at the time when he mentioned this guy that I already was familiar with and really enjoyed the work of the guys that sort of helped bring him to the dance or help discover him, help make him well known. But Jack Carr is his name. And he is a former Navy SEAL that now lives in Utah. And he's written three books. And I'm working through the first one right now. And we had some terrible storms, uh, unthinkably bad storms here in Nashville on Sunday and Monday that left over 130,000 people without power. I was one of them, and we didn't have it for two or three days. So I basically watched, uh, I read a lot of stuff on my iPad and would charge it in my charge it in my car every night and then read during the day a lot of the time. <clears throat> While I'm not like a gearhead where I understand all of the brand names and everything around scopes and all of this kind of stuff, the military side, it's it's enough that I understand it enough the way that it's put out there that it's not too much. But Jack Carr was, at least from what I read, Jack Carr kind of was discovered by Brad Thor, and Brad Thor was sort of halfway at least helped to prominence by Vince Flynn. And Vince Flynn has since passed away, but they all write these similar kind of political espionage thriller kind of novels. And that's what The Terminal List is about. And while I can't talk about True Believer or his newest book, just because I haven't read them yet, I am going to go and read them. The new one's called Savage Son. But these are books that if you like stuff like Jack Reacher or... Certainly the Thor stuff and the Flynn stuff, but if you like Tom Clancy, if you like that kind of thing, then Jack Carr is probably going to find a niche. Now, I think he's coming at it from a conservative perspective, which is similar to Thor and Flynn, but it's not really in your face in that way. It's pro-military or it's pro the folks in the military, maybe not the apparatus itself. But it's very well written, and the chapters are brilliantly laid out in that they are always just long enough that I feel like I have to read another one before I stop. I think I'm going to read 50 pages, and I look up and I've read 100 instead. So I'm about halfway through the terminal list right now, and it's an excellent story, quite frankly, based around an ambush that happens in Afghanistan, and the reasons for that ambush being causes that were inside our own border. Really good stuff. So yeah, I can tell you all these things to watch, and I've already told you again, begging you to watch what we do in the shadows. Content can be a little much at times, but it's really funny, and I I think you will thoroughly enjoy it if you give it a chance, especially if you like absurdist stuff. But if you're just looking for a good novel to sink your teeth into, Terminal List needs to be on that list. This is, the story hooks you real quick, and it takes you a good quarter of the book to kind of realize what this underlying conspiracy or underlying idea is, and then it takes the main character much longer to kind of catch on to what's going on 
even though he's very bright. But you root for him. And I was reading this, and and even where I'm at in the book, I'm already thinking to myself, this would make one heck of a movie if it was done right. Now, they did American Assassin, which was a Vince Flynn novel originally. And it, you know, it was sort of average. So I'd rather them not try to do the terminal list unless they're going to do it the right way. But if they did it the right way, it could be very good. So there's your recommendation from me, just from a reading perspective. You can still, the terminal list actually was disappearing off of shelves from what I could see, and even Amazon didn't have it for a time, but I think you can find it now, and certainly if you have a tablet, you can download it. If you just want to not look at pictures for a while, if you don't want to look at TV, if you don't want to look at movies, if you just need something else, maybe something that you can do while you're outside, hopefully letting the sunlight and the vitamin D kind of help you out a little bit, help your immune system out a little bit. I highly recommend this. And so I'm going to read this and finish it up, and I'll tell you what I think of how it ends uh, without giving it away. And then we can talk about his other two books as we get through them. But I'm going to keep reading these Jack Carr novels. And Chris Pratt mentioned it on a Facebook video, just talking about how much he enjoyed it and how he suggested it. My wife saw that video, and she thought about it for her father, so we bought the books for her father. And then I decided, okay, well, I'll check this out myself. Turns out, Chris Pratt, smart dude, already knew that, by the way. But um, Jack Carr is his name, and the book is called The Terminal List. Third hour is up next here on the show. Final hour of the program this morning. Happy Sunday to you, wherever you are. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. My name is Jason Martin. The show is, well, it's the Jason Martin Show. I'm on Twitter at JMart Radio. You can find me there. The crew is Eric Roberts, Chris Perfett, and Brian Finley. Spinning the Dodge Radio style for us out in L.A. Doing a fantastic job. So, by the way, we're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get yourself a free rate quote today. So I'm going to read something to you here. Not a piece. I'm just going to read a list to you. And I want you to sit back. Hopefully, well, look, if you're in a car, uh, I need you to pay attention to the road. But if you're in a spot where you can just sit there, I just want you to close your eyes and feel this lusciousness just roll over you. Location. Arrowhead Stadium, Kansas City. Thursday, September 10th, Houston at Kansas City. Seattle at Atlanta. Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. New York at Buffalo. New Era Field. Chicago at Detroit. Ford Field. Green Bay at Minnesota. U.S. Bank Stadium. Miami at New England. Gillette Stadium. Philadelphia at Washington. FedEx Field. Las Vegas at Carolina. Bank of America Stadium. Indianapolis at Jacksonville, TIAA Bank Field. Cleveland at Baltimore, M&T Bank Stadium. Los Angeles at Cincinnati, Paul Brown Stadium. Tampa Bay at New Orleans, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Arizona at San Francisco, Levi's Stadium. Dallas at Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium. All those games, Sunday, September 13th. And then Pittsburgh at New York at MetLife Stadium. Tennessee at Denver in Power Field that Monday, September the 14th. And why I said I wanted you to, to just kind of sit there and let the lusciousness watch, uh, wash over you. 
is because there is something refreshing about the no-nonsense delivery of the National Football League right now. Everything else is in flux. Maybe baseball is going to start playing in July. Maybe the NBA is going to start playing around the same time. Maybe college football is going to be played with some teams not playing and then some others don't want that to be the case and who's going to open up camps first and is it fair and all of this stuff. There's a whole lot of stuff sitting in the maybe pile. Another thing I want to do, and maybe we'll do it next week on this show, is ask what your pile of shame is. What is your pop culture bag of shame? The stuff that you kind of hate to admit that you haven't seen, and maybe you've even been in a situation where you've said, yeah, 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 I've seen it, when you haven't, because you just feel like you're the last person on earth that hasn't. But everything is sitting there in flux. Everything. We don't know very much. And then you've got the National Football League branding it right on, you know, right on the steer. Draft is going as scheduled. No one in the league will say otherwise. We're going to release our schedule. We're not going to give you alternate sites. We're not going to tell you about 12-game schedules, even though they might be being discussed behind closed doors. I know Dan Patrick, I think it was Dan Patrick, but some others I think had suggested the same, that it is being done that way. I just read you week one of the NFL, beginning on September 10th and going through the 14th on the Monday night with the with the two games. The NFL is not letting you drift. And that, to me, is maybe the easiest thing for all of us to do during whatever the hell it is that we have endured over the past couple of months. Looking past the should we or shouldn't we have in terms of lockdowns and should we or should we haven't opened up some states Wherever you are on that, irrelevant on that. We've just kind of lost. It's real easy to just kind of lose sense and to let questions start to dictate rather than conclusions because there's so few conclusions. And I have said, I don't know how many times throughout the course of my broadcasting career that the older I get, the more conversations I have with people that center around the issue of clarity. And what I mean by that is, and the reason I know this is because I was experiencing it for such a long period of time. And it is so hard to come by. We want to know how this is going to end. We want to know a date. Baseball, when are you back? Basketball, when are you back? NFL, we're back on September the 10th. That's when we're back. Could it change? Absolutely it could change. Because everything continues to change, even though the evidence to me indicates that we should be getting closer to a lot of things starting back up 
It doesn't seem like a lot of the country is ready for that. And even if things do open up, it's going to take a long time for people to feel safe to come back in. There might even be some athletes that don't feel safe about it. Then there's money issues and there's cable companies wanting to sue ESPN because they don't have live sports and things of that nature. There's all sorts of stuff going on. But I don't care what it is that's going on in your life. The thing that you, I think, deep down crave more than anything else is clarity. It's answers to questions. The ones you ask and the ones you've never asked out loud. The ones that you just want to know something about what the future of your life is going to be. It took me 39 years to meet the woman that would become my wife. And for years, before that, once, once the Lord really entered my life, I, I, I spent many nights sitting in a recliner just asking him to tell me when. I'll wait as long as you want me to wait to find the person that I'm supposed to find, but when? And I had to learn what faith was during that time frame. But think about all the conversations you have, especially if you're around my age. I'm 41 right now. I'll turn 42 in October. How many of them center around uncertainty? And you know, you've always heard that public speaking and death are the two things people fear most, and the dark is right there, obviously, and there's all sorts of other things. I think lack of clarity if you really stepped back and explained it and talked it through, it doesn't come to your mind as quickly. But it's lack of clarity that makes public speaking so hard. I want to know what the room is going to think of me. I want to know what it's going to feel like once I'm done, how they're going to look at me when I'm done. Why are you scared of the dark? Because there's no clarity. You don't know what's out there. You don't know what's in that room when the light's off. You can be in the same room for an hour. You know there's nothing in there but a chair across the room. Then they flip the lights off. Within five minutes, you're uncomfortable. Because you just don't know. So the uncertainty has been the other side of this plague. The uncertainty about your job, your grandparents in particular, their health, or people in your family's health. The uncertainty of when your children can go back to school. The uncertainty of whether or not you're going to be able to find meat if you go to the grocery store. The uncertainty of when you're going to be able to go to a big event again. I told you last week I had tickets to something that was coming up in August. They moved that thing a year. That thing's happening in August of 2021 now. Summer camps canceled. Some states saying no way school can happen again this coming year. It's all a bunch of information coming in from all directions, and we have no idea what's going on. And that, to me, is where the NFL is getting this right. Because what they're telling you, even though... It could change based on the conditions of the world and what could happen between now and then. They're telling you that on Thursday, September the 10th, Houston is traveling to the now reigning 
champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, to open the season at 8.20 Eastern time on NBC. They're telling you that. They've released their schedule, their full schedule. They went ahead with their draft and did a good job with it. There are a lot of things that you can hit the NFL for. And rightfully so. Them getting involved in criminal investigations they're not equipped to investigate or handle in any way. The inconsistent nature with how they dole out punishment at times. Their closed-mindedness about many things. The so-called no-fun league rules. There's a lot. And deserved they are in terms of those fingers pointing at them. But right here, you see an example of a large company, a large organization, telling you, hey, A-OK, everything's as usual, everything's normal, even though we all know it's not. Even though maybe in the back of our head, we're not so sure that the schedule that we had released a couple of days ago is going to turn out to be exactly what we heard. But I think we're more assured that that's definitely probable. Because the NFL hasn't been disrespectful to this virus. They haven't been disrespectful to anything. But they have recognized as a business first and foremost, that people right now desperately are seeking with every fiber of their being some kind of answer. And they're providing it in the most positive way that they could, which is to say, here's your daggone season. We're playing football. If it changes to 12 games... If we have a major second wave that sends people into a shell again, we don't know. You can only control what's within your sphere of influence. You only have a voice to those who hear you, except that those that hear you could then spread your message a little further, but you get what I'm saying. The NFL has a huge sphere of influence. And what they're telling that sphere of influence, what they're telling their consumers, their customers, is we will be here for you in the fall. We're not going to wait forever. We're not going to try to come up with plans to reopen. We're not going to do all this. We're playing football on Thursday night, September the 10th. And then we're playing a lot of football on Sunday, September the 13th. And then we're playing two games on Monday, September the 14th. And then you know what's going to happen on Thursday, September the 17th? You guessed it, football. I said, when Adam Silver said, hey, we're not, we can't really talk, and we're not going to talk about this until May the 1st, that I thought that was smart because he was not creating expectations. And this almost sounds like I'm saying the opposite right now, but I'm looking at it from football's perspective and maybe – Since that point in time, and I've just grown so weary of the stories of, oh, here are the weird plans and the weird hoops everybody has to jump through in order to get our lives back 
or to get our sports back or to get these guys back into workouts and training camps and everything else. Maybe I'm just refreshed for a second again to let the lusciousness wash over me of an NFL schedule that sounds an awful lot like it would have sounded without COVID-19. Yeah, it could change. No question about that. But I'm cool with the clarity for right now. I'm cool with knowing where the NFL stands today. I'm good with that. I needed that. It's a cold night. We've had a lot of cold nights. And I'm just going to wrap that NFL blanket over me. And it's going to keep me warm for a little while. Because as I said, ain't nothing better, folks than clarity even if it's not the answer you want at least if you had the answer you would know where to put your energy and where not to that's just not how life works so i appreciate the nfl in giving me its version of clarity in a very unclear unsettling time be right back it's the jason martin show fox sports radio this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Little Allison Chains for you. Welcome back. Third hour of the program, Jason Martin show here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter 
at Jmart Radio. And if you want to get your free credit scorecard today, including your FICO credit score, here's where you do it. Discover.com slash credit scorecard. And guess what? Even if you're not a Discover customer, you can do that. Again, discover.com slash credit scorecard. Not going to hurt your credit a bit to check that scorecard, but it's good to know, especially right now. When you look at interest rates and you take a look at banks like Chase requiring a minimum 700 credit score and 20% down on loans because of, well, because of the obvious, because of everything that's going on, it's kind of more important than ever, maybe, to know exactly what your credit scorecard is, what your FICO credit score is. So check that, discover.com slash credit scorecard. Again, limitations do apply. The Last Dance, episode 7 and 8, I actually told you, I don't know if it's the first week or the second week, but critics were given the first eight. And we most of us, I think, binged them and then reviewed it. And I told you very early on that it was these episodes, the ones that are going to air tonight, that are the ones that are going to be talked about. Now, maybe 9 and 10 are going to be talked about more than any of them, but those are the two I haven't seen. But 7 and 8 are going to draw so many thoughts and a lot of questions about attitude and whether or not it's missing in today's sports and whether or not it's a good quality and all of that. That's what you're about to see tonight. Because you're going to see kind of Jordan coming back and how difficult he was to deal with as a teammate. And how hard he was on certain players, Scott Burrell in particular. But you see a lot of that. And you also see some of the grudges that he held against anybody that had a good game against him or did anything that he perceived to be a slight on the floor. He found ways to constantly hold grudges. But this is the one that I think is, these are the episodes I believe they're the ones where he went on television and said he was kind of unsure about this thing airing because of what people would say about him afterwards. I went off on Ken Burns last week for talking about the last dance and about how this is not how journalism is done, as if this is journalism. Because Michael Jordan's involved was Ken Burns' idea. And I said, I wouldn't have nearly as much interest if he wasn't, because listening to him describe this stuff even if he's going to sugarcoat it for himself to some degree. I have gotten, I haven't really gotten that. I've gotten what I feel like a lot of Jordan was. But I I want to hear from him. I want to hear from everybody else too, but I really want to hear from him. And tonight, he does not come across as a hero. He does not come across as the Be Like Mike guy. He comes across like a jerk. Especially episode eight, but I think both of them. These these two are the ones that are going to be talked about. These are the ones that are going to make you at least stop for a second and consider the price of what Jordan is and what he was and what he is seen as. Because there is always a cost. And I have continually tried to figure out and think through since watching this weeks ago whether or not I thought Michael Jordan was happy. Whether he's happy now, whether he was happy then. 
I think he was happy when he won. But that's just another shot of heroin for Bubbles on the wire. That's just another hit of meth for Jesse Pinkman, the early Jesse Pinkman on Breaking Bad. It wasn't going to last. I mean, yeah, they won a lot of games, but it always seemed like it wasn't enough. But you can look at it from a couple of different perspectives because one thing that you have seen throughout the course of this is how there was a willingness to play villain. And one of the things I didn't understand about LeBron James when he went to Miami is how they they kept, they continually tried to be liked instead of embracing that role of being villains. And then finally, I think he did embrace it, and they became better. Everybody wants to be liked, but they don't realize you're not always going to be liked. There's somebody out there that doesn't care for you. Probably somebody you, you, you have no idea that there's, they have a problem with you. Have no idea what problem they have with you, but they have something against you. I was thinking about Michael Jordan in terms of the we watch the fall. We're always cool to watch the fall of someone that great, like talking about how that's the reason the Patriots are in primetime is because of what's going to happen. Are they going to fall on their face for all the people that hated them? And I was trying to figure out when it was that I started rooting against Jordan. Never because I hated Jordan, loved Jordan, like every other red-blooded male of my age or red-blooded human being I should say and I think it was against Barkley I think it was the Sun series because Barkley's one of my favorite players ever maybe he is my favorite player ever actually and I pulled for that Phoenix team against the Bulls in the finals because I wanted Barkley to get a ring and then when they lost that series even though it went six then I pull for Utah after that. I pull for anybody against them because I just wanted to see something different. With the Patriots, I think maybe I pulled for them the first Super Bowl against the Rams, and that was about it. I'm trying to think if there was another Super Bowl in which I was actually pulling for New England. So it happened fairly early. And Golden State, early on in their run, they had the same thing. But eventually it gets to the point where it's enough with the bread already. What else we got? With Jordan, it was so dominant, it felt so easy every time that you just wanted to see somebody take him down, and it just didn't happen. But when you see tonight, this is the equivalent of him losing in the finals, I think, for some people. I'm not saying it's going to change your opinion of him. I'm saying it's going to make you think about your opinion of him for a little while. Just because of the way he went about his business. And there was a lot going on in his life at the time, obviously. And of course, that's always true. But I don't know that he was somebody that lived his life in a content state. And you think about that with all the athletes and all the sports that we watch. He had that killer instinct. He had that Kobe instinct that even he talked about watching Kobe. That he was watching himself and just the level of respect there. And you could see it, man. There was times watching Kobe in like 2009 in particular was just like, this is the closest thing we've ever seen to Jordan. 
I'm not talking about talent for talent. I'm talking about the movement, the way he fell back on his shot, the killer instinct, the I'm sure at times difficult to be a teammate with nature of it, and the all-time greatness of it too. I mean, if Jordan's the best athlete we've ever seen, best team sport athlete we've ever seen, which I believe he is, then what higher compliment could you pay to Kobe Bryant, his contemporary, really, that even though he's not going to be right there with him, he's seen in the upper, upper echelon by others that played with and against Michael and Michael himself. But I also think, by the way, that not only is it going to be more contentious tonight watching these episodes, I also think you're going to find these the best of the run so far with two more to go. These are so compelling because this is the time where you start to learn a little bit more about Michael that you didn't know in terms of how he conducts himself and like the way he yells at people in practice and stuff. And there's film of it. Like it's not just recounted third party stuff. It's the stuff. This is the the fight with Steve Kerr, for example, and all of that, that all gets covered tonight. There's a lot of meat on this bone. These episodes are can't miss. The whole thing has been can't miss with, look, respect to Ken Burns, the documentarian, but no respect to his opinion on journalism when this ain't journalism. But these right here are as good as it gets. Like these are These are ones that you absolutely need to watch. But we have got an opportunity right now to potentially see one group fall on their face that we have grown accustomed to seeing near the top with the Patriots for such a long time. And then you've got Tampa Bay, which is the very definition of what I talked about in the first segment, that lack of clarity. And that's true about the Patriots, too, because we don't know what the Patriots of Bill Belichick are without Tom Brady. We have a little example with Matt Castle, but I don't think they got Matt Castle right now either. But we're about to see just how great Bill Belichick is. But Tampa is even more fascinating. Because Brady is polarizing. And there are many folks that believe him to be overrated or overpushed compared to some other guys. But I can tell you that I will watch every second of Tampa Bay football that they can show me because it's going to be the greatest show in sports. You add Gronk to that mix, it's even more astounding. But just the idea of Brady in a different uniform at his age, where he is. And I know where I've felt about it, and I've been more on the, hey, he's got he's still got some football left in him here. Watch yourself if you're pouring dirt on that grave. But we do have some storylines here. I'm really, I'm excited. Like I said in the first segment, I'm, I'm glad the NFL has given us some level of clarity to tell us what we can expect. I know it can change, but what we can expect. And then knowing that we have some storylines here. We've got what is Lamar Jackson going to look like coming back? Got what do... Mahomes and the Chiefs look like as defending champions. Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, that situation is Tua even going to play 
Or is he going to be redshirt? Is he going to sit? I mean, there's storylines all over the league. But unquestionably, Belichick's Brady-less Patriots and the Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be better than just about any story outside of the presidential election this year, and maybe even more interesting than that. And ultimately, and I talked to somebody who left the sports business a few months ago, or actually a few years ago, I should say, and we talked about, actually it was three of us. It was him, and then there was another guy who's a a beat reporter right now who's thinking about getting out of it. And the reason he's thinking about getting out of it is because of something that, that I have thought and even mentioned on this program before, which is that sports are stories. There are, they are stories told by athletics. There are stories told by games. But they're stories. You can watch a game and you can think to yourself, why did that game happen the way it did and why did it mean something? There's a start, a middle, and an end. Each game tells its own story about the individuals playing in it. And when you've got storylines as rich as the NFL appears to right now. My fingers are crossed. Like I told you last week, I don't care who you're voting for. Pray that all these reopenings go well, especially if you're a sports fan, because if they don't go real well, then what? Adam Silver said, no matter what happens, they're expecting no fans at their games if they do come back, and 40% of their revenue comes from, or team revenue comes from fan attendance. This can't go on forever. But at least we have some stories. Let's go to Brian Finley, whose favorite story is about Private Ryan, and find out what's going on in his world. B? Hey, let's not forget about the Lego movie, too. Uh, I would never forget about Lego World War II, which is something maybe you should do in your spare time is create that. You know what? I think I have something to do with my spare time now. There you go. (laughs) Well, Jason, UFC 249 pumped out a packed card on Saturday in Jacksonville in the night's final bout. Justin Gaethje rising above Tony Ferguson by TKO to hoist the lightweight interim belt. Gaethje then slung the belt on the floor in disgust because he covets the real one, which Khabib Nurmagomedov has at the moment. Henry Cejudo disposing of Dominic Cruz with a TKO victory to regain the bantamweight belt. Cejudo shockingly announcing his retirement after the match he said he will devote the next chapter of his life for procreation francis Ngannou disrespecting jairzinho rosenstroik knocking him out in all of 20 seconds Ngannou said of his opponent quote i knew that he did not know what he was doing he's not ready and quote it goes down as the 10th fastest fight in ufc heavyweight history it's also the fourth straight fight Ngannou has knocked out his opponent in the first round, Anthony Pettis also engineering a unanimous decision over Donald Cerrone in the welterweight division. Pettis seemingly unfazed as he took a kick to the head. I don't know how he did it, but he did, and Pettis won. And Geico has introduced the Geico Giveback, a 15% credit on credit, or on car, I should say, and motorcycle policies for current and new customers that last your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. Ken Rosenthal of Fox Sports reporting Major League Baseball 
will produce that proposal on Tuesday in regards to having a 2020 season. Hopefully this goes as planned, Jason, and by July we can have some baseball even if we don't have fans. Well, like I said, I'm a little bearish on how good that will be in terms of a viewing experience, but I'm still hoping that it happens just like you are. Now go read some Jack Carr. I'm telling you, Jack you will Carr. like it. Okay. Can I get that? The, 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 is this a library? Did, I'll go to the, the library. I haven't been to the library in 15, 20 years, but I, I will yeah, go. Yeah, you probably should not go to a library right now <laughs> and probably. touch books everyone else has touched. That is true. The book is called The Terminal List. First one. Check it out. Seriously. Okay. You, I think, will enjoy it. Okay. Welcome well, back. Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by Geico. Didn't mean to cut you off. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Dustin tweeted me just a couple minutes ago. It says, does tonight's episodes go into the loss in Orlando in 95 and detail his grudge against them coming back that next year? Yes, because he goes after Horace Grant. I thought maybe that had happened last week because I haven't been watching them weekly because I watched them all at once, and I'm going to watch the whole thing again once it's done, but I'm not watching it on a weekly basis. But I thought maybe that had already been covered, but if it hasn't, yes. Uh, it also goes into a grudge against B.J. Armstrong for something he did with the Hornets after he left the Bulls. There's just a lot here, man. This Jordan tonight is one that I don't think... I, I think you knew he existed or you sensed he existed, but you've never seen Jordan portrayed, I don't think, in the way he will to you tonight on these two episodes. These are the ones you will actually talk to other people about. Like I still think that you watching The Last Dance is happening a lot more than you talking about it with other people. Like Maybe you're talking about it with friends a little bit, but I think this is more of just a viewing experience that you're enjoying. It's not something that needs to be debated and discussed, and I think a lot of shows have done it too much, and maybe I did it too much, but at least I was doing it before it aired, for the most part. But I am telling you that tonight, I think, is going to create good or interesting discussion about what kind of person Jordan was when he played and whether or not that led him to any kind of joy in his life. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to argue that it is because he was so bristly that he was also so great. And I think that's true. Like watching it, and even his teammates will say the same thing. They hated his guts and then they realized he made them better. And I think that there's something to that. I don't think you could have MJ be MJ without this side of his personality. But this is the side that I think is the most interesting part of this series. And it's what you're going to experience here tonight watching The Last Dance a little bit later on. When we come back, I'm going to give you a podcast recommendation from The Bunker. Not sports-related, but something I think you will thoroughly enjoy. You know what? Kind of tertiarily sports-related. But I'll give you another recommendation from The Bunker. I gave you Jack Carr. As a, he's written three books. Check out the terminal list. Gave you that at the end of the second hour. Up next, a podcast that you should check out as well that I've discovered and am thoroughly enjoying. We'll do that next. This is the Jason Martin Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final segment of the program this week, Jason Martin Show. Glad you've been with me, or if you're just tuning in, glad you found us for the last couple minutes. I am Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at JMart Radio. You can find me there. Hit me up with your questions and comments. Fox Sports Sunday coming up next. Eric, Chris, and Brian, they are your trifecta. They've done a fantastic job, as always, spinning the Dodge radio style for 
all of us, making me sound way better than I would otherwise. Real quick prediction. I'm sure other people have said this, although I have I don't recall ever hearing it. Ken Rosenthal saying baseball is going to have their plan on Tuesday. And if, if they don't do this, I think they've made a huge mistake. If they're going to try to do June and they're going to start season in July, the season needs to start on the 4th of July. That, to me, is a no-brainer. America, apple pie, baseball, national pastime, unity, sports is back like real sports. That's what needs to happen. My prediction is they're smart enough to realize that. So I'm, you know, I'll pull the trigger. They're going to suggest the baseball season will start in whatever form that they've come up with. This plan is going to say the games will start on July the 4th. All right. Told you I wanted to give you one more recommendation from the bunker. Something different. Gave you a book series or a new author to check out, Jack Carr, especially if you like military, especially if you like espionage thrillers, stuff like Tom Clancy, Lee Child, um, the Jack Reacher stuff, you know, things of that nature. Certainly Brad Thor, Vince Flynn, folks like that. You will definitely appreciate Jack Carr stuff. Now I want to give you a podcast series. It's from Wondery, and it's called Business Wars. And it's been around for a couple of years now. And what they do is, and the episodes are 25 to 30 minutes a piece, and there's like usually six or seven parts per story. And it's business stories. It's stories of companies that have gone toe-to-toe against one another. Like, for example, just bringing it up in front of me right now, Netflix versus Blockbuster and that war. And that's an eight-episode one. Marvel versus DC. Coke versus Pepsi. Xbox versus PlayStation. A nine-part series on the serial wars between Kellogg's and Quaker and all that kind of stuff dating back to the 50s. Nintendo versus Sony. The one that I listened to this week, which was my first foray into business wars, Starbucks versus Dunkin'. And it's narrated by Dave Brown, who has a great radio voice, first of all. Really easy to listen to. But then it is interspersed with kind of a what you would think the conversations would have sounded like at the time between the key figures in these companies and either their wives or their husbands or their families and certainly their boards and everything else. And it just shows how the companies begin and how they end up kind of going after each other for that part of the space. And it's really well done. It's slick. It's very easy to listen to. I just gave you some of the ones, North Face versus Patagonia, it's another one that I just found. Amazon versus Walmart. Monster versus Beats by Dre. Like all of this stuff is here. Nike versus Adidas. So there you go. There's the one I said, kind of a tertiary sports deal right there. So there's all of this stuff. There's so many of these. There's a ton of episodes. Right now, there's 224 episodes of Business Wars going through all of these different things. And it goes through a bunch of stuff. But it's really well done. So that's what I'm going to give you today on the way out the door. I told you Jack Carr in the second hour, so check that out. I begged you yet again to start watching What We Do in the Shadows, which is FX Weekly right now on Wednesday nights, but you can find it on Hulu, and I think as long as you got cable, you can watch it on demand. I think it's one of the more clever and, and just funny series to come down the pipe in a long time. 
So check that out. And now I'm telling you, Business Wars by Wondery, this is good past-the-time kind of stuff. You can put this thing on your Bluetooth speaker and be out in your garage cleaning it or whatever it is you're doing right now. Business Wars really, really, really well done. Like, you could do this wrong. You could do this very dry. This is the opposite of dry. This is beautiful storytelling about stuff that I find incredibly compelling that I think you would as well. You'll enjoy the last dance tonight, like I said, and I think my prediction will come true. We'll see if it comes true about baseball. We'll discuss what that plan is next week. Fox Sports Sunday coming up next. See ya. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.